0: Well hello everyone and welcome. You are listening to The Parenting Collective, formerly known as The Baby Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Donna Mawala, the founder of bub to sleep I'm a certified paediatric sleep specialist working with expecting parents, newborns, infants, toddlers and children up to seven years of age here in Perth, Australia-wide and all around the world. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Always super excited. So today... I want to bring up the word matrescence. Some people would have never heard of that before and some people would have seen it everywhere. Matrescence is a word that I only heard of or came into my life about four years ago. And when I read the understanding of it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what happens when you become a mum. So even before conception or conception or when bub is earthside, matrescence is a huge physical psychological and emotional change that mums go through people go through during the monumental transformation that is motherhood so another way to liken it to is adolescence adolescents go from prepubescent preteens to hormonal surges and everything in their world turns upside down and it's um, a big change in their life. So matrescence is the same. So it is defined as a process of becoming a mother, but it's so much more than that. And today I have Sarah, Sarah from Matrescence Matters. Um, she has actually created a amazing space um, in regards to specifically Matrescence Matters Her business is called Matrescence Matters or her passion is called Matrescence Matters. But Sarah's actually an OT, which not actually. It's very important that she's an OT, which is an occupational therapist, and she's a mother of two little ones. Um, She is raising her family and working alongside her own growth through Matrescence. And Matrescence is something that just doesn't happen from the moment that you have your bubs ever changing and I think ever evolving. And I was saying to Sarah how... I feel like I'm always figuring things out uh, every year, every six months, every month, every day, um, and that is matrescence. So with a background in mental health, um, Sarah loves to give caregivers a feeling um, supporting them for less overwhelm and by supporting them to do things that they need to do, internal and external. Um, Strengths and barriers, working on all of those and then obviously really focusing on this matrescence part, um... She is also um, trained in possums, which is a practitioner and, and circle of security parenting facilitator, offering support to parents with Q-based care. Which I love that as well. Um, she is certified uh, with Seasons. Of matrescence guide, so she knows a lot about matrescence, and I just wanted to delve deep with an expert because I think if mums hear this word and they look into it, they might not be so hard on themselves in regards to life and surrendering to okay, this is quite normal—not normal to feel these things. This is a big change. How can we adapt? How can we be kind to ourselves? How we—how can we get support from someone like Sarah <laughs> through these stages? So um, check out all notes. Uh, all the links in the notes of the podcast and hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to this week's podcast.
1: Morning, Donna. Thank you for
0: having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, am I? We were just having our pre-meeting because we actually don't meet up with each other before we have these recordings. And like I was saying to you, I love just going with the flow and everyone talking about their passion. So I'd love for you to explain to the listeners, what you do, and what we're going to discuss today here um, on the Parenting Collective.
1: Love to. Thank you. Um, so hi, everybody listening. I am Sarah. I am an occupational therapist basically in the business of, of supporting mothers. I am particularly passionate about um, matricence, motherhood support, mental health, um, and I am a mum of two myself. I've mm-hmm. been in OT for uh, come maybe nearly 12 years um, and this hasn't always been the area that I've worked in. About um, six years ago when I became a mother, I went through this really deeply unsettling shift and change mm-hmm. for me and coming across the term matrescence uh, was like a catalyst of complete change mm-hmm. and I learned so much about the transition into motherhood that I have being able to link to occupational therapy practice and i see such a um parallel between the work that we do as ot's and the developmental process of matrescence and so sarah ashton ot started and that's Amazing. what we're doing and like we were
0: saying before i was the same um I'm, you know a sleep specialist of course but i heard the word matrescence about four years ago and it was such a light bulb for me because mm-hmm. i'd never heard it and someone said have you not heard of that word like it was actually a, a physiotherapist specialist you know so she obviously had heard it many times before and um and it basically i mean you're going to explain it way more than me but the way I, my mind took it was like adolescence mm. or you know like that massive big shift that we never go through again and i thought oh my gosh like my kids were big by then too you know but i think on reflection the moment you either become pregnant really um or your your baby safely becomes earthside We are never the same people ever. And we struggle and struggle and struggle for me, and I think working with thousands of families all the time and you'd be the same, is that we want to be that old person or, you know, like where's that person gone? And there's a real struggle. And as much as we, uh, you know, adore our babies and I was a stay-at-home mum, it took me until I started my business and I didn't mean to. So I was a stay-at-home mum for 10 years till mm-hmm. I started to understand, wow, I'd lost myself like completely. And um, so that's why I think it's we need to talk about it. We need to m- not make it a negative thing, and that if mums can have that light bulb, then they won't fight it as much, or you'll find someone like yourself to, to walk through it. So yes. I would love for you to explain what we're talking about with the word matrescence. Matrescence,
1: okay. Just I so resonate with so much of what you said there. And Aurelie Athan, who is a clinical psychologist that's currently reviving the term matrescence now at Columbia wow. University, she says exactly that, matrescence like adolescence. Mm. Um, matrescence is the developmental process of becoming a mother. So, mm. you know, like when we go through adolescence, we change in uh, our body we changed our mind we change our values we are working out our place in the world we're working out who our social groups are what we're going to be when we grow up all that type of thing happens in adolescence and as an adolescent we're expected to be messy to make mistakes to get things wrong and you know there's space holding for that when we're teenagers yes it is no different to that so mm-hmm. matress is an adult uh, is a developmental process that a woman goes through so you mentioned before that you know like as soon as you become pregnant you go through these changes the thing with matrescence is as Aurelie athin describes is that it's at preconception you know before yeah, even true. yeah before even conceiving you yeah, uh, have an idea right. about what life mm-hmm. might be like to be a mother or a do
0: father. we do we? No, we don't. You think you do, you know, but then it's like, what? But you think, yeah. I know what you're saying. You're saying you're thinking, yeah. Yeah. You say, you think,
1: yeah. You think, like, so you've got, you You have this expectation based on what society tells you, That's right? Exactly. What you right. see others doing, yeah. the highlight reels, you know, all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, the matrescence is, so in that developmental process, women change. So, of course, we change biologically, you know, like our body. Yeah. Physically changes. Um, we change in our hormones, we have some brownie changes. We so physically we have some changes in matrescence. We have psychological changes with how we think, how we feel, you know, this type of vigilance that we might experience in motherhood when we're now responsible for nurturing and protecting a baby. That's that's normal. Dude. That happens to us mm-hmm. all.
0: We have sleep deprivation,
1: anxiety. sleep deprivation, of course. Um mm-hmm. yes. Sleep deprivation, I'm kind of not on the other side of that yet. Oh, I kids. can help you with that. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but, you know, I've I've learned through, I think this is one of the biggest things for me was uh, learning of the term matrescence, yes. um allowed me to surrender yes. so much yes. to yes. just go with it rather than fight against yes. it. Yeah. Um it was like Aurelie Athens says, words create worlds. So you were talking before about when you don't know about matrescence, I feel society has this bounce back culture. Oh. Right. Get back to what I was doing before. Baby, come in and just get on board with the life that we live. Relationships won't change. Yes matrescence gives you permission to make changes because as i was saying there's biological psychological social spiritual and political changes so those are changes that occur in matrescence as a developmental process and like you said you know you found the term when your kitties were much older there's no um they used to say that the term of matrescence was about three years oh now Now that now there's nothing. Now it's like it arguably lasts a lifetime, and I I agree with that because your babies, everyone's babies, develop. We become a mother when we become a mother to an infant, and then the infant becomes a toddler, and we've never mothered a toddler before, and then the toddler becomes a. School age, etc., etc., teenage, like, I mean,
0: teenage, and this. I feel the great. sun, I lose oh, myself. In, you know, I've got teenage girls, and yes. I'm literally being trying to be so kind to myself, but it never stops. I don't think it ever is going to stop. Like, you're yeah. they are part of who you are, and you know, dad's <laughs> oh, sorry, that was my mic, sorry, body. <laughs> <laughs> that was my um light. Uh and dads obviously are very important, of course. We're not minimalizing that, but as women and mothers, sorry. Um that, sorry about that, everybody who's listening. Um that it just never changed like my heart gets broken regularly, and not because of anything like specific, but you feel you're so hard on yourself. Um, You know, you put everyone else first, you feel like you're failing, even though in real, if someone else is looking in they're thinking, oh, you're doing a great job, but we're so hard on ourselves. And then we burn out and we don't surrender. And that's another new word that's come into my life in the last year is like surrendering to the sadness, surrendering Mm -hmm. to what's going on, doing the best you can, not being so hard because... I was such a, I didn't know this. This is all in reflection. I had anxiety. I had ADD, wasn't diagnosed for that. I was an absolute control freak, but that was all in here because of anxiety. I needed everything right so I didn't feel those feelings that were anxiety. I'm not mm-hmm. saying everybody has this, but I think everyone has this big shift and change, and just wants to go back to what they felt like before at times. But mm-hmm. then, as you said, it, it never. You have this really good peace, and as everyone says, um, you know, this too shall pass. The tough time does, and so does the good times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, before you understand being kind to yourself, and this is life, and and making this actually a, a, a nice, clear right, reality, then. People hopefully won't be as, or mums particularly won't be as hard on themselves in the tough when things aren't working.
1: And that's so hard. Like I resonate with what you say there around control, right? We um, become mothers in the context that we are becoming mothers in in these days. We are kind of fed the message through the the society, the expectations Mm -hmm. that there is lots that we can control. And in natural fact, there's a lot that we don't have control of Absolutely not. And that is so hard. Being a person who um, thrives in control is so hard to lose that when you become a mother. And so a lot of the work that I do is with women on finding the pieces that they can control, you know finding and implementing time yes. and space in your life, redesigning your yes. lifestyle so that there are moments of control mm-hmm. which allow you to surrender. Like that's, yes. there, there are studies Um you know, people talk about control sometimes with a bit of a negative. I know, and that's
0: what I want to say, right. Say to control, because I'm not a nasty, like, get the whip out, do what I say, but yeah. but I wish there was another word that could explain it because it's really like, for me, I wanted everything happy and yeah. I want everything, like, shiny and um, working and, and yeah. that's that control, not the control of, right, you must do what I say right now. It's not like that. It's like I wanted yeah. everything perfect and that is yeah. not achievable. Yeah, sure. Nikki
1: McCann, who I did my seasons of matrescence training through, she didn't use the she didn't um, use the word control. She often used the word stability. So rather That's than true. control,
0: it's yes. let's have moments That's of exactly stability. right. That's a perfect yeah. word to explain my whole life.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like there are there are actual studies out there that. Are, a sense of control. A person's sense of control is a protective factor for postnatal depression and anxiety. Oh, yeah. So anxiety. when you feel so out of control, it is a risk factor, right? Huge,
0: huge. And so again, why I'm so passionate about what I what I do, and I didn't mean to create what I've created, but I've created a community around sleep. I only do one on one support. I don't cry it out. A big, big part of me it, of it is. Unlimited access to me for that support for talking through all of this stuff. And then at the end, they get a sleeping baby. But um, you know, there's just so much information out there. It's so flooded. And, you know, we're always made to feel like we're not doing the right thing. But it all come always will come back to if we can try and get mums to get there quicker. Look after themselves, mm-hmm. feel that grounded, surrender this is okay, and and be have things stable in the places you can have stable. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> that's yeah. a really good. Uh, what you said as well before, like sparked a thought in my mind too around like wanting everything to be or seem a certain way. Mm-hmm. Something that I like to talk about about matrescence is that it, um, Donna Raphael, who was the anthropologist who first termed the coin in the 40s. I was going to say, when was it? Yeah, was yeah, it? 19, it's either 43 or 45. Um, I'm sorry, for yep. yeah, she, she, she a long time um, ago. Yeah, she coined the term matrescence. She went off to do more breastfeeding. She also coined the term doula. So okay. she kind of, she really acknowledged matrescence as a rite of passage for women, you know, a rite of passage being, mm. generally speaking, when you move from one identity yes. to a next. Yeah. When we have like rite of passage ceremonies, for example, there is, a component of that in various cultures where there is a letting go, mm, uh, letting, letting go of what once was to yes, create space yes. to We grow, don't do that, do we? And we don't do that. And so in the absence of that, we expect, I think, to be the same person but just have a baby. Yeah. True.
0: Yeah. And we get told yeah. that in a way. And yeah. and the thing is, like, what again, in the last six years, supporting so many families, it's so different because my youngest is 11th there is a big shift of mums not being held. They're mm-hmm. not helped. Then we feel we're like martyrs, like we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, and then we don't ask for help. And it's like I can see the big shift with the doulas and stuff and I, I'm loving all of that and, and let the mums, you know, I, I wish we knew about that, but it wasn't talked about. This was not talked about. It was like you have your baby, people come see them, you're either stay at home, you're not, lose your weight, get yourself sorted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's yep. sad and it's really, really become that because, again, our grandparents, if they're either not around or around, um, are still having to work. We mm. don't have that community of aunties and stuff like we all used. Well, I didn't really, but some people had. But, yeah, mm. it's um, Yeah. And it must have been, I feel, a bit lost. This word's been lost from the 40s to now and then it's been starting to be talked about in the last how many years? Three, five? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Six? Yeah. Um, it's been lost.
1: It has been, yeah. But knowing the word, for me anyway, and I know others that I've worked with before, just hearing the word is so validating for mm. the changes that happen mm. and provides permission, I think, yeah. permission to just be different. Yeah. To be messy, make okay. yeah. mistakes. Like, you know, okay. like that's okay. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing is, like, whatever your childhood what it was, you know, you might have understood it until you have babies and children. But as they start getting bigger, whatever you know, people have traumas and little traumas, and they can be small traumas that you don't think are that big. And trauma is such a big word, but something can have happened in your childhood that you can't even remember, but it makes you react a certain way as the children start to get a bit more challenging, and then you, it's just an ever evolving situation yeah. with matrescence. Yeah. but i think yeah. the more that you can be kind to yourself and, and have a really nice community and, and find someone like yourself to yeah. explain yeah. it mm. oh my gosh like mm. life change mm. life change.
1: I, I think there's that that point there too though about generations before us as well and you know like our mothers and our grandmothers and you know women before then everyone's gone through their own yeah. matrescence and everyone's matrescence. Is shaped by what's happening socially in the context yes. that they're with. And we, as this is, you know, I'm a circle of security parenting facilitator yes. too, and this comes up a bit. Oh, love it. Mm. Like, we parent parenting is conditioned learning, right? Yes. And we have so many triggers the way that we hold emotions for ourselves and our kids. We are often triggered, it's the shark music by yes. our experience yes. today. conditioned yes. learning. So yeah,
0: there's a lot to unpack so for. much. And I don't like scaring people. I, I just, you know, because I just like sharing my stories because my, I'm someone who doesn't give up. It's not like I, I'm i not someone that puts my head in the sand or not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I've always been like, okay, what's happening? I need to go speak to somebody. I need to read something about it. And so I feel really sort of knowledgeable on a lot of stuff and I don't want to scare people but it's like when things happen then oh okay I just wish I had known all of this and like well that makes sense yeah makes sense why I've just reacted like that you know I'm not blaming anybody but um parenthood is a big mirror as well isn't it
1: yeah and it's just about. It's not. I feel the same as you. And I, I remember when I started my Matrescence Matters um, page. I remember thinking, oh, how is this going to be received by yeah. people who I know who don't yet have children, or who might want to have children? And yeah. there's this this um, fear from me that it is. Am I am I inducing fear in those around me? But I, look, there's a there's a balance we acquire so many skills in yep. matrescence and in yep. becoming a mother and there is like part of matrescence is ambivalence right yep. this push and this pull this yep. i love and adore my mm-hmm. baby so much and i want to spend every single minute mm-hmm. with them and i just need a break and Absolutely. there is this um like it just you just constantly push and pull yep. and we but, A lot of the great stuff is talked about. We're just seeing more and more. And I I just think,
0: yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it's like we, we joke about, and no one told us about this before we got married, about, you know, marriage takes work. You can really love somebody, but you still have to keep working on it. And I think that's old school thinking, but I think, yes, there might be too much information, but I just think you're doing it from your heart. I do this from my heart. It's got to be a good thing. Like I we're not scaring people. We're just going, if you feel this way, this could be a possible, like t- maybe, you know, look at that. That's all, like the really support mums in, you know, what can be a bit mm-hmm. of a lonely place, even if you've got lots of people around you. If you've got these mm-hmm. things going in your mind and you're not talking about it but you hear a podca- podcast about this, it might be like, oh, my gosh, that makes sense.
1: And that was certainly my experience of early motherhood yeah. I had so much support around me yet I felt
0: lonely so
1: alone mm-hmm. in what I was going through
0: yeah. yeah and I've had that a lot through all my parenting so not only early but even now in teenage we've had so much gone that no one else in our life has experienced and, and I don't wouldn't expect them to but it's exactly it feels exactly the same like I wouldn't expect people to understand, but it's a very lonely place at times, you know, but you just get the support and help and then figure it out. And
1: yeah. like you
0: said, matrescence doesn't isn't just the first year or whatever. It's the ever-evolving yeah. um growth as a mum, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, so the other um, really great, I mean, you've got a great page, so everyone needs to go follow that. Okay. In your bio. Um, <laughs> but things that I saw, which was just a recent, or well, I saw it anyway, was goal-based versus value-based. Mm. Now, that sounds so simple, but that's been, you know, a very big change in my mindset too, you know, like especially when you're young and you might be down a um, paycheck and, you know, you're trying to get a mortgage, sort, you know, like you're, it's sort of like go, 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 go. And then you kind of, for me, I can see you you lose track of if you can't be on all the time, but that is just a, a really simple way to keep thinking of um, your day or your week or your month, you know, like it's going to be okay. Let's just look at what we value rather than chasing that. And, and we get very caught up in a world that, you know, is very expensive to live in and just talking about that. But, um, yeah, can you yeah, sort of delve into what you were talking about a little bit there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm an OT, so we always we goal setters, right? Like we set we set goals in our practice. But um, value based living versus goal based living um, is all about kind of living life, no matter um, what role or responsibility we are doing, no matter what goal we are working towards, kind of flavouring our days with values that we. That's right. We we value that we want to live by. And -hmm. you know, that also changes in becoming a mother. What you value before parenthood post birth changes. And so, like a lot of my work involves clarifying values with women and and men, true. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically I'll I'll use the example of my husband, right? Like he really values being um being accountable, being reliable, problem solving, being independent. Like, and so he by virtue of he, the work that he does, um he is able to work in employment when in those values. Yes. in his home life, the um duties and responsibilities on him as a father are very different to the tasks that he is required yes. to do at work. Yep. they are more emotional, they are more domestic based. they're just they're very different. And so, for him, navigating that he can still be strong mm-hmm. and accountable and solve problems, and he can still live those values in his role as a father, mm-hmm. but it's just performing in different yes. ways. Yes, it's just it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shift. The it's post that I put simple. up it can be complex.
0: It can be it sounds simple, but it you know this happens in our house too. Same thing. Yeah. yeah still struggling with it because i'm like "Mm, we're not at work mate you've got and he tries his best because he's got a lot of girls in his house but same Mm -hmm. thing it's that that shift isn't it still being morally who you are but the shift mm. yeah
1: so it's just about you know like um (laughs) the goals versus values based living it's kind of like you've got two. say you're going to to dream world right you're in a car you've got two kids in a car going to dream world the kid who lives like goal-based living will be like. are we there? Yeah, are we yeah. There? Yeah. the whole time the whole trip to Dreamworld. Yeah. the kid or the person who lives by their values might take the journey a bit differently might notice how many cows are out in the paddock yes. might notice the wind yeah. might notice yeah. the weather's and make comments about that both of these children will still very much enjoy their time at Dreamworld. Yes. yes but the one who lives by virtue of their values enjoys the journey too it's gonna
0: say that yeah enjoys the journey a bit better
1: enjoys the journey when you're i think we like you were saying before goal-based living sometimes we feel like the answer to happiness is achieving this goal when we have a baby when we get this house when we pay off our car we'll be happy and you kind of on a ferret on a ferret wheel trying to work towards that without living within your values that journey is not enjoyable you might achieve your goal and still not feel great oh often so it's great. Another goal, that's right, right? You get yeah. to that
0: goal and it's not yeah and again that's a big it's a, It's again sounds so simple with these words that we use but again mm-hmm. i've lived and breathed it you know and it doesn't mean your life can be any different when you're more value-based you know yeah. if you think you know you have got to have and it's not like i don't have goals either of course yeah. we do but uh, yeah. the big shift over the years has been Trying to be kind to myself, like trying not yeah. to be my biggest bully critic, you know, in here, you know, all of those things that we all do. And I use all yeah. of these conversations with my my, my clients mm. and their mums just go, Oh yeah, I, I am my biggest bully, you know, like yeah. things like that. And yeah. like, You're doing amazing though. Look at this, mm. this, this, and this. So it's like mm. um just yeah, just be allowing parents to be kind to themselves too. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like values-based living allows you to kind of be able to switch off a little bit to the noise out there around the expectations of what you should be doing as a mom, or what yeah. your baby or your child yeah. should be doing. Yeah. It just allows you to go, you know what? Hang on a minute. Let's live how we want to live, not how society tells us. Absolutely, we yeah. And that's
0: it. That takes a while too. This is not. This is not all miracle answers. It's no like this. You someone might hear this and they think, oh, okay, and then it just takes a little bit of practice every day to think, okay, well, I'm, I'm really thinking about that goal, but what can I see around here? What's going on here? You know, like mm. that's what you're for. That's what you're there for, to guide people. So in regards, so we could talk about this all day. So um, how can people work with you? So when we're talking about, I mean, you're, you're an occupational therapist and that's uh, your career, but matrescence is... Oh, Perinatal OT and supporting fam, mums. Um, how if they hear this and they want to talk to you about um, support through matrescence and and being a mm-hmm. parent? How can they work with you? What what platforms do you provide for that?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, reach out is the first thing that mm-hmm. I ever say. You can contact me. It doesn't matter which way. You can DM me. You yep. can email me. Whatever. Yes. Comment yep. on a post. Yes. Um, I provide. I, I it's. The easiest way to explain it is that I really am a mental health OT. I provide mental health support. So um, although I am based in the Pilbara of WA, I am virtual. So yeah. I can support people around Australia. Um, and the world? Uh, I or you am. Can't. Or telehealth. Well, you Yeah, I need to check that. Just in terms Uh, of like my registration with. Oh um, yes, I didn't think about that at all. Sorry,
0: sorry. Just Australia then. Just Australia.
1: Let's just let's stick to Australia. Australia. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So it's basic occupational therapy practice, right? Like an OT's goal in working with their clients is to help people do the things that they need to do and want to do. Um, What that typically can look like in a perinatal space, a women's health space is a lot of mental health support, dealing with overwhelm, coping strategies. I do a lot of acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, It might look like maternal role development. So I'm a possums practitioner and a neuroprotective development care practitioner. So, you know, part of my role is supporting new mothers in developing those skills yeah. feeding sleeping and yeah. you know supporting infant mood and yeah. sensory management yeah. Yeah. and all that type of thing yeah. um but it's, it's all done via zone there's not a specific there's no specific yes. service when you work with me you book an ot consult we work out what your goals are we look that's at your service
0: goals. but that's the service it's like um coming to a specialist in this yep. area. And then yeah. they book an appointment and and off you go. So that, yeah, that yeah. that's what we're talking about. So it would be yeah. the same for me is if people want to work one-on-one, they book it
1: and then yeah. off you
0: go. You know, then off you start we go. Off you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that all today. Um, you. And, you know, hopefully uh, everyone will reach out to you if it, if it is a little bit of a light bulb moment as we talked about. But, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge around it.
1: Oh, Donna, thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely to chat, lovely getting to know you more. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you Any more. more definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Bye. So, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I love reading all of your messages. So, shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I am at bub to sleep bub number two sleep i also offer a free 15 minute phone chat if you'd like to book one head over to my website www.bubtosleep.com.au and request one there so try to remember to be kind to yourself and always know you're doing the best you can every day no matter what your days can like. until next time much love